yeah, I, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot of, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think particularly because, you know, in addition to, like, my time out there, uh, at the camps, uh, the protest camps, and, like, being on the streets, and all this kind of stuff, and then, like, also being, like, astutely aware, I don't know if that was the correct word, but, like, just, just highly aware of, like, the history, the history of the treatment of black people in this country, but one of the things that really struck me about, like, hearing about the attacks on Asian people, particularly Asian elders, just, like, what more cowardly of a thing could you do, um, but it made me think, it made me, I've often had the thought, like, what was it like back in the day in the 70s, like, I often compared what we were going to through in the streets to, like, oh, like, the height of the civil rights movements, like, what we hear about in books and what you sometimes see in movies and things like that, it's like, we're going out reliving those moments, and I think because of that thought I was able to or I am able to kind of see like the similarities of what the two communities have gone through are going through and what they're going through now because I just think about the times back then where people were just so like the country the personality of the country was just so emboldened to be able to do such a such an open act of disregard for black lives back then you know what i mean it's like you can go out shoot you a black person you'll be good you can even get arrested but like nobody those, those people aren't going to convict you you can be black walking the streets and they'll hunt you down and just find you like all it takes is them to see your skin color so it is like a frightening time it's like you know in parts we relive or in whole we really live those frightening times today but you know imagine a time where it's like oh this is status quo like this is literally like how we operate and I think about now today how emboldened people are to just attack people and attack Asian Americans where you we live in a nation where that behavior is emboldened I, I would say but more so like uh empowered because of you know the administration that we had before but more so just the ideologies that were allowed to to take hold over large communities of people because no matter who you have in office you really are looking at cultural issues that are going on communal issues that are going on um and when you have this ideology in the country that makes you feel safe to act on your bigotry and your hatred and your ignorance like that's a problem it's a problem that we as, we as white people have faced before and it's a problem that we should definitely be able to see understand empathize with with the Asian American community and I think I think about it because I often even before the whole uprising and before like the whole get into your social activism stuff I thought about the relationship between like blacks and American, uh, blacks and Asians in this country, because this country has often pitted us against each other, and like our communities have fallen into that. And I don't speak on the communities as a whole, but I do just say, in terms of like, when it comes to trying, when it comes to trying to have a mature conversation about the relationship between those two communities it's difficult for both sides to look past the transgressions of each other against their side. 
um, and this just isn't for the black and Asian community. This is just a lot of communities, particularly in America, because again, it is engineered for these people, for communities to fight each other instead of uniting against what's really causing the issues or causing the, the oppression and all this type of things. So my thoughts do come a lot to this, to this idea of like, this is one of the times where we need to band together because you realize we're being treated the same way. Like the, I always say, as so I grew up as it is to say, I've always say that like all forms of oppression are practiced on black people before they start trying to get out on everyone else. So it's like, we definitely know what you're going through. We've seen it before. And there does need to be a level of, I guess, maturity in both sides and saying like hey yeah we have problems but like we have bigger problems to face and if we work together with understanding to sort this stuff out you could probably find a solution you can definitely find a solution we're stronger together no matter what i said that every, like every time that i was out every time i if there was a gathering of people i let them know we we're stronger together because when you use your privileges everybody has some level of privilege everybody whether you want to believe it or not everybody has some level of privilege that somebody else does yeah i'm black but i'm also a man i have to recognize my male privilege yeah there i i know uh white women but like you're also white you know what i mean like everybody experiences some intersection of privilege and the responsibility of those with privilege are to protect those who don't have it if i know that like my privilege can cover you then i'm going to cover you with it and you have to cover me with mine that's how the roman like phalanx has worked you just put your shield over someone else because you knew someone had their shield over you, then we'll be invulnerable. And I think if we can ingest that ideology, if we can get past get past the situational issues, another thing that I learned in the streets, a lot of people focus on the situational issues, which makes sense because it's a thing that happened and that's what made you feel the way that you feel. But if we focus more on, our, on the principles at play, I try to say that all the time. If you look at the principles at play, this is what we should be learning from. Yes, this happened, but what did it teach us? What did it teach us about each other? What did it teach us about how we needed to change? What did it teach us about where we needed to grow? What does it teach you? Where does it teach us where we need to be defensive of each other and critical of ourselves? Um, so yeah, I I guess that's me spinning my wheels on my thoughts about that. But yeah, the there's such a divisionalism, so much divisionalism uh, purposely bred into this country. And it just takes patience, bravery, courage, and will to sort it out, come together, build a stronger community, and build a better world for all of us to live in moving forward in the future. So anyway, those are my thoughts on that. All right, this is the test run. Maybe the final if it goes well enough. All right. I forgot my piano, but I have a guitar that I've been learning. So we're going to try and do the credits with the guitar today. All right. Let's see how this goes. As usual, this has been a really good home podcast production. 
there's a little bit of difficulty in life. for this podcast again thank you for listening i'm gonna listen to this and see if it's usable <laughs> but um thank you for it's been a really good home podcast we are a really good home